You beautiful bastards, you. We both sang at the same time there. I know, that was beautifully harmonious. It How was. I'm, I'm very well, thank you, Andy. How are you? Oh, I'm glorious, mate. I don't know if you've been paying any attention, but there was a Hindenburg explosion um, in uh, good old Manchester this week. Oh, fuck me. It's been a binfire. It was like, it was like um, suddenly the 1920s were here all over again in the sky, ash <laughs> floating hither and thither, dirigibles, left, right, and centre. I've never seen such a shower of shite as I have since this party conference. And Boris Johnson was at one of those in the past, and it was still better organised than I, this one. I, honestly, I've been watching the headlines and seeing the clips, and I, at one point <laughs> I had to stop and just make sure I wasn't watching V for Vendetta. <laughs> v for Vendetta is not as mental as this. What a horror <laughs> show. <laughs> anyway, let's... Yes. let's all, all good let's things, unpack this, shall we? All good things have their moment, and the moment is just on the horizon, folks. So let's, without further ado, introduce our fair offerings to you all. My name is Andy James Chamberlain, otherwise known as at Surrey and lives on all of those social medias, and that man over there, stroking his beard and looking very, very fetching. Do you like the nipple tassels? I love them. Mm. I love them. <laughs> My name is Phil Goff. You will find me at Geek Therefore, and also in your garden. And we are the Paracetamol Headache Podcast, and you are our esteemed guests. We've made it to double digits, Andrew. Double digits. I haven't had double digits since Ed McCollum just did. <laughs> you said you enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. He did the little, he did the kind of like weird, like scissory kind of thing with his middle finger. Oh, right nice. I like it when they do Hand cramp. It's when you hear them wet their finger first, like, it's when it's when you don't hear them wet their finger first that you've got to be worried. Or it's when the doctor leaves and someone else comes in and goes, "Who was that?" That was <laughs> Gerald. He's the handyman. He's a very handyman. <laughs> I'm not kidding, right? I had to. We're going off topic already, but I had to. We're we're both at an age now where things like that need to be checked. Go and on. I do rec- I do recommend you get them checked, fellas. Get your prostates checked. I'm not ashamed to admit. That I had it done the other week. I'd have the old two-finger fiddle. It's absolutely what? fine, and it will, in the long run, save you. Save your life, your potentially. Life. I didn't realise, though, because he put a glove on. It was and I looked round, and I, and I shit you not, I looked at it and went, fucking hell, Doctor, is there a horse coming in here after me or something? <laughs> because it was to his elbow. It's like, how deep, how deep are you it's looking just, to go? It's just a man that... Doesn't want to make any assumptions about the capacity of your anal cavity. I mean, yeah, I've never farted like like a gust of wind like that before. It's like <laughs> the noise that was coming out of your ass is a noise that is heard every day on threads. <laughs> I have. Uh, she'll kill me for telling me this. So I'm telling you no names, but it's thankfully it's not something you know, Andy. She had to go for a gynecological checkup right and they also have children and they were doing arts and craft uh with their daughters before they went to the doctor and the, the gyne the gynecologist doctor obviously ruby they could put your legs up and he went 
oh, it's glad to see someone's made the effort. <laughs> and what had happened was some glitter oh, had <laughs> got in to her pants somehow. So she, and she, she had basically bejazzled herself. <laughs> She'd bejazzled herself with a gynecologist. And he was like, well, it's nice to see someone making an effort for us. They, they normally just, you know, whip their hair off. It's such, a, it's such a lovely British image as well. That's lovely to see someone's made a bit of an athlete. Oh, I, I thank you. I thank you. I have to say, what a tidy vagina that is. I've no, been on the picket line for 15 hours, and this is the first vagina I have seen in that entire time. And I have to say, you've done a wonderful job. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, the sequins around the hood are breathtaking. I love how you've macrameed your vagina. <laughs> Macaroni art vagina. <laughs> Poor husband, it keeps clacking, darling. What's this? <laughs> and the good thing is, we can just put some hot water on you afterwards. Now. Oh, stop! No, don't do that. <laughs> you have a nutritious meal. Um... Oh, but, uh, uh, the problem is when you when you've got self-made macaroni cheese. Macaroni cheese that I'm worried about is the guacamole. <laughs> oh, a chocolate fountain for afters. Right? How on earth have we got to this level? Well, we're talking about assholes and vaginas, so you Ooh, know. Segway. I know, right? I'm the king of them. Fuck. <laughs> uh, Oh, There's only and anyway. We we need to get serious because this is a serious Game this face. is a serious Game podcast. Face. Gay face. face, lion face. Uh, okay, you ready? I'm always ready. When it's you, I have learned to be prepared <laughs> and, and clench and clench, uh, or at least containing myself with joyful giddy about clench because I like a challenge. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not gay if I don't push back. It's just helping a friend. Stop it. Give them one of the people we're going to talk about and what they've been known I know. for. Sorry, levity. Levity is gone in the room. We are serious. We are we are political analysts. Watch <laughs> yourself in a Catholic manner there. Yeah, I know. Sorry. <laughs> Spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. Right. Um, what are we, should, are we going to do a bong? Does it need a bong? It's just one solitary bong, and then as soon as he hit that bell, the bell falls out the tower, crushes 15 people, including a school from Kenilworth. <laughs> what has Kenilworth done to you? You really don't like the place. It's honestly, it, I just, uh, it's just there, and it needs to not be there. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's go. Bong. Right, bong. Tory party conference special people. It was like watching Benny Hill on acid. Oh, it was like that's watching. It, is that just him looking at a breast going? That's a beautiful. Ooh. Look at that nipple. That's a beautiful shape. Look at the ripple it's of that like hair. Most cosmic boob ever, man. That that Ariola just spoke to me. That that's <laughs> Benny Hill on crack. Okay, so it was like Carry On film in real life. Directly, <laughs> you know, it really was. <laughs> Lies, lies with their Tory eyes. It was, uh, it was, uh, it was, um, well, it was awful, wasn't it? What one of them? I can't, she was the, the secretary, um, the minister for technology and and things like that. She was actually presented with a video of the lies, uh-huh. and she still maintained we are the party of facts. That's and like- the woman was it Fiona Bruce? 
Fiona, I think Fiona Bruce was the one questioning, yeah. Yeah, even she, a Tory, went, no, 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 no. I'm not leaving this now. You're not getting away with this. Yeah, but... I have just presented you with the facts. The thing you need to remember, Philip, is that Fiona Bruce is one of those old school, kind of mid-90s Tories, which actually had what could be considered as a fair susson of principles. Yes, the, Maggie, the, the late Maggie is. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, you know, it's, it's painful as it is for me to admit that was the area where politics suddenly became important to me. And yep. I started to understand what was good and what was bad in the world at large, generally. And, yeah. you know, I I very much understood that Margaret Thatcher was a bastard um, and that her party did very bastardy things in a bastardy way because of the levels of bastard the bastardry yeah yeah there's not a bastard amongst the modern lot because they're all the word we will not say today because we are absolutely we're not going to do it today let's not do it but if i were to this would be an ideal time for me to unload that word but i'm not going to we've matured since last week But, but but should i would i could i it would have been in this situation. If ever and there was a situation where that, that word is appropriate, it would have been... It, yeah, an appropriate application of the word would have been then. Yeah, and but, but we're not going to say it. But we're not going to, because, Philip, what are we? Cunts. Oh, oh God. <laughs> I did it, everyone! I did it! I take it back, I'm sorry. Andrew's crying. Uh, we're grown-ups. <laughs> I honestly thought we were going to have a moment, just me and you, this beautiful little moment, <laughs> learning moment. It is a moment. I've learned that that word means that some of my family don't talk to me anymore. Um, the entomology of that word, by the way, people, comes from the word quaint, which means a small hole, dating back to the times of the Reformation, <laughs> when they used to hide Catholic priests in quaint holes. And that was Andy's entomology minute. Is, oh, is that why? Oh, that's int- I, genu- I genuinely didn't know that. That's really interesting. There you go. Andy's is that a thing? It will become a feature of future episodes. Yeah. And is entomology. Get and, creepy, and etymolo- etymology. Etymolo- entomology is insects. Etymology yeah. is words, isn't it? Yeah. But I'm also... When you're, talking about the, when you're talking about Tories, it works as well. Anyway, what are the headlines? Let's go. Right. One. The lies! The lies! There are a few. There's a, yeah, there's more. There's a lot. There was a couple. Yes. A then we've got a, a, a smidge. A dash. Yes. It yes. was like, it was like um, what's his name? Salt Bay. Just sprinkling those lines off of his Sprinkle. greasy oh. elbow into the pot of secondhand meat that he bought down the market from that guy that has those weird looking dogs. That, that vanish every so often. Allegedly, then new meat arrives. Allegedly, asterisk. Allegedly, the lies. Suella Braverman, gaslighter in chief. She's she's lovely, isn't she? She's a which I am. She's lovely. Not a hard word to say about her. Please, please Then we're going to look at fifteen-minute cities. What's the problem, you fucking dicks? 
I d- this one baffles me. It, it baffles me. This side of the Atlantic, it baffles me on the other side of the Atlantic. 15-minute cities and the hatred that they're getting does not make... Wait, hold on. Capitalism makes, yeah. makes all the yeah. sense in the world why they yeah. would hate it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. Uh, woo, almost yeah. caught myself being a right knob then. <laughs> Rishi Sunak, God Emperor of Britain, now making unilateral decisions away from parliamentary oversight like a prick. I just, well, like, you know, it's kind of well, like, like those moments where you kind of, you know, you're at the poker table and you think you've got a good hand, but you've not. You're absolutely, you've not got a good hand. You've got the worst hand ever. You are basically... And you've got snap cards. Yeah, you're playing poker with Uno cards and you've not got a reversal um, and you've definitely not got an eight and everything is just looking a little bit bleak so you decide to go all in because you think you've got a great poker face and you push all your chips into the middle and then you say, we're not going to be making the second leg of the HS2 uh, in Manchester because um, we've run out of money because you've all spent it. Do you know what you don't do? What you don't announce and that uh, you're not taking a high-speed train to Manchester and then kick them in the, in the balls by having a party conference Fucking Manchester. Oh, that was, yeah, that was bold, wasn't it? Standing in Manchester, telling them that you're not... You know what what would be really nice here? Hands up, who's getting a high-speed train here? Put your hands down, Manchester, because you're not... (laughs) Oh, you scamps, you really think you're going for it, don't you? (laughs) You can can have a ride on the train, but the, the rails will be slower. So there's not going to be uh, H- there's not going to be HS two now, but yeah. what we are going to have are massive parts of the countryside just completely annihilated and left to rot. But yeah, but but, but hey, wankers can get from London to Birmingham for three hundred quid more for 15, 15 minutes quicker. I've I drove past one of the um one of the the connecting uh, parts of the HS two um, that comes from London to Birmingham. And it's the new part of the, the 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 line that's going to be going from Birmingham then up to Manchester. Only it isn't. They have annihilated acres and acres and acres of land, and now they've pulled the plug on it. That is going to be left. Yeah, they won't touch it now. They won't replant it. They won't do anything. Have you seen? Have you seen home recently? Seen where? Spring Hill. Have you seen that area? Oh, um, the yeah, the wild jungle. They. But fucked it completely now with yeah. HS2. It's it's a it's a shambles. It's a shambles. But but don't worry because <laughs> there's more. <laughs> Nigel Farage backs a losing pony, decides to jump ship, join the Tory party, and make a run for Prime Minister. In many ways, you've got to admire his chutzpah because he really has just inf- he's he has just he's you know Star Trek Next Generation. Uh-huh. Series two, yeah. It is a a series wide conspiracy about parasitical aliens who have taken over the Federation. Okay, that is what UKIP have done to the Tory Party. Yeah, the Tory Party so, still look at themselves in the mirror and say, "God, we're out here saving the universe, flying through galaxies far and away." Warp speeding it through, you know, to Majora's Delta or Labia Minor, and you're just trying to find, you know, a way to bring peace to the universe. But what we all see on the outside is Klingons. 
Yeah. It's yeah, it's the, the UKIP have basically taken over the Tory party, and Nigel Farage is now chess piecing himself all the way to the kingship where he thinks he might potentially see the prime minister position in his grasp. It's weird. Yeah. It's a bit creepy. It's weird because you have to think about the fact that he can't be prime minister without being a minister or member of parliament. Um, He then needs to get elected to become the leader of his party. And then he needs to win a general election to then become the prime minister as the leading member of the party in power. Yes. So that would mean that the Tories have then got to put him up as a minister for the Conservative Party. In a safe seat. And he will invariably win it because the only reason people haven't voted for him previously, apart from the fact that he's one of the words which we will not say in this episode, past what Philip has already mentioned. No, um, I won't mention it. I, I, I promise I won't mention it again. It's good because we are trying to be professional analysts of the political realm here and we are doing a really good job of it. And the last thing we need is you just throwing out words like... That. Yeah. You nearly said so, it, didn't you? <laughs> we're cheeky <laughs> yeah they, uh, I think he'd win it. if he was put up as a Tory he'd win it because people didn't vote for him because he was a UKIPper yes yeah but, but Tory party you have immediately got the provenance behind you you've immediately got the prestige you've got the the uh, the credentials of being a true blue conservative and people have always thought he was a true blue conservative that just wanted a bit more. Hence, why he went off and SDP'd the fucking thing. Yeah, but we shall uh, we shall see what happens there. Watch this space. Let's stick a massive fucking pin in him. Yeah. Yeah. What through the face? Just straight through him, like uh, like 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 he's wandered into an Incan village, um, sneezing, and the only thing they can do is just stick a fucking great pin through him. Yeah. God, I'd love to stick a pin in his fucking head. Oh, we're going to get sued. What a... Last story. <laughs> Stop. Waste so, of time. The final story. We've kind of covered, but we will we will talk about it a bit more. HS2. Fuck you, the North. Yeah, fuck off, North. Fuck off, North. In fact, you know what? We're going to cut you away and let you float the fuck away to Scandinavia. I love the fact that they're going like Manchester's the north, and then you've got you have got Geordies and, and Mackhams to be on and going, why hey, lad? Oh <laughs> hey, lad. That's the fucking south, man. <laughs> <laughs> you soft southern bastard. <laughs> Anything south than Cumbria? The south. <laughs> yes. They're in the south. Cause it's October and they're wearing a fucking coat. <laughs> I'm still in my fucking shorts, man. <laughs> Rain could be coming down sideways like razor blades, and they would still be in their summer shorts, their espadrilles. Honestly, yeah. Snow. Dubs, man. Fetch me flip flops. (laughs) Fucking bacon. They're just a different breed of British, and I absolutely am here for it. (laughs) It's a bit like the Welsh, you know. Until you're eight years old in Welsh, you don't realize that you can actually take your cagoule off. Um. (laughs) <laughs> but it's like you go to Scotland and you go to the um, like you know this the, the the northern like islands, the Orkneys and 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 you just see them walking around in like budgie smugglers because the cold is impenetrable upon their granite skin. <laughs> Literally made of rock. I'm yeah, you know, I'm not saying that in a racist way. I'm saying that in a good for you, Northeast. You, know, you go up to Scotland, it's minus thirty, and Angus is like, oh, I, it's a wee bit nippy. 
I'll best put a best put button me shirt up. Darwin didn't need to go all the way over to the Galapagos. He could have just gone up to the northeast to see evolutions in action. Just go to Newcastle on a Friday night when clubs are kicking out. Yeah, Friday night? Go on a Wednesday. <laughs> oh, that is a sad state of affairs on a Wednesday night. <laughs> a Wednesday night in the northeast is like 5.30 on a Saturday in the south. Things are just getting warmed up, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh... How weird, Petal. I've got a favourite Bacardi and Coke and a bag of chips with your name on it. Let's go. I saw I saw a girl in Sunderland. It was one of the most majestic things I've ever seen. And she 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 fast became my personal hero. And I'm not saying this in any way, shape, or form to shame the girl, because I I applaud everything that happened. There was a gang of girls. They were all wearing short mini skirts and um, open toe high heels, which must have been at least six inches. And they were stood next to a bunch of guys who were wearing open shirt down to about, you know, just below the nipple. Yeah. And shorts. As is the fashion in the North. And espadrilles in September in Sunderland. It was minus two and it was raining sideways so much that it looked like someone was throwing buckets of knives out of their window. (laughs) <laughs> this girl was stood at a bus stop, no shelter. The glass was all gone. And she was eating a bag of chips. And then she told the other girls that she was with to please just hold on a second while she opened her handbag, projectile vomited into her oh. handbag, closed it, and carried on eating her chips. Well, you've got to make room. The- Nearly a second was wasted. It was like a ballet. It was beautiful. I have never seen anything so graceful <laughs> in my entire life. The Northeast is an entirely different breed, and I am here for everything they do. Can you imagine David Attenborough? And here we see it <laughs> in the natural environment. The Geordie. The mating rituals are complex. A Bacardi breezer and a bag of chips. The deal is sealed. Howie! Howie! <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, anyway, let's get back to business. And, and then we, we managed to secure an interview with one of the guys at the party conference, which will be really interesting. Which oh, Mr. We hope, we hope We hope he's right. Mr. Leopold. Dougal the fourth. <laughs> I wonder where he's from. He was wonderful. He was a genuine like treat. We we managed to secure a couple of tickets to go down to the or go up to the conference. It took us three days on a normal train. Um yeah. and it cost us £485 each. If only we had a faster train up the north. And that was off peak as well. Um yeah. but anyway, we got to the conference and um we saw some things. We did. I can't unsee it. Suella Braverman, man. <laughs> Yes. I, 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 given I, that she, but bear in mind, before you deliver what you're about to deliver, bear in mind, she just delivered a speech that would not have gone out of place in the Third Reich. But do continue. I, <laughs> the thing is, mm-hmm. with her, she's mental. She's basically a Nazi. I, I, oh, wow, wow. And the thing is, I'm having severe, like, cognitive dissonance with the whole thing because the name, 
um, spins me your out. Brain want, your brain wants to say something and you're trying yeah. not to. I can see you but resisting. Sue Ellen, Sue Ellen, Sue Ellen. I'm expecting, I'm expecting with a name like Sue Ellen, a um, occasion yes. with a Karen cut yeah. and a severe attitude problem that would quite like to speak to your manager. Oh, yes. I am not expecting a uh, West Indian. Uh, I, I I will be perfectly honest without making sure I do not know what her ancestry is. I, I couldn't comment. Okay, an, an a, Asian person. Let me let me have a look. I she just but the things that comes out of her mouth, and then knowing her past background and her family history and her parents' journey and all of that. And the fact that she's married to a Jewish individual is... She is, yes. None of it, none of it makes any sense. How does she go to bed at night having delivered the speech she delivers next to someone who is of a, of a community that has suffered such persecution? I, I, I work with a, a, a very multicultural um, group of individuals and mm-hmm. colleagues and co-workers and I'm very interested in all of the like backgrounds and, and heritages and ethnicities <laughs> and their stories. And yes. I like to kind of ask like what some people may consider to be rude or, or hard, hard, hard questions to ask. Yeah. But I hope that I can always find myself asking it in the way that's intended. And so that it can spark up a conversation. And yes. sometimes when we're recording this, I, I have to kind of catch myself because I talk a lot faster than than I think. <laughs> and sometimes the things that I'm actually meaning to say can come out a bit jumbled and I have to kind of rein it back in to try and unjumble it. And I yes. listen back on the episodes and I always worry that I'm going to like someday trip over myself and say something I don't mean, but have it come across as a statement rather than a a question. Yeah. And I... I have to do this every single time we talk about Suella because her, her heritage and her belief system don't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't work. In combination to each other. And it, 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 it's like if you go to a Buddhist temple and then the monks come out and tell you about how much they love punching dogs to death. And you're like, sorry? You're like, what now? And they're like, well, we quite like... <laughs> quite like punching dogs to death um in between bounds of deep meditation and self-reflection and <laughs> finding the inner calm um to, to counterbalance that we punch chihuahuas until they die yeah i mean no 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 dog even a chihuahua deserves to to die i just i i'm so confused by everything that comes out of her mouth and just the way she stands next to it like she's proud of it and then she goes on talk shows and she talks about how much she loves well does she she gets she got interviewed by 30 Lee. i mean it's mental that... and it's genuinely a little bit upsetting as well that that yeah. person is one of the three specific faces of britain that represent our government on an international stage you know generally yeah. the chancellor of the exchequer yeah the prime minister and the home secretary. Yeah. You know, yes, the foreign secretary 
is important. Yes, yeah. they do a very, you know, specific forward-facing, customer-facing job. But can you name the Foreign Secretary right now? Um, no. James Cleverly. Yeah. Is he still there? I don't know. I just made that up. It could be. It couldn't be. I don't know. Honestly, I have no idea. I don't know. I just, I pulled a name out of a hat. Genuinely, genuinely don't know. It's, it's scary right now that we have got yeah. this, this dearth of talent oh, well, hang on. that is representing us on the international stage and they're saying the shit that they're saying and not being challenged by the press or the or the media or anybody because Labour aren't doing a fucking thing about it. You know, Yvette Cooper's coming out and saying a few things, but I'm sorry, Yvette, your time was six and a half years ago. Yeah, it was. You're you're not you're not you're not relevant to the modern face of the Labour Party. You are a relic of a time that was between Blairites and, and Keir Starmer. And, yeah, the Corbyn years. But even the Corbyn years have been pretty much wiped off the map, haven't they? But it's because you've got everyone fire. decrying it as being like, you know, <laughs> the, the, the fake second coming of the Messiah. It's, <laughs> it's weird. We're living in a really weird place. And, and the people that are on TV talking for us are weirding me out and it's getting they're, they're, a little they, bit they dark speak for us they shouldn't speak for us no it's all get it's it as much as we, we can laugh at the party conference actually what's actually happening is quite scary really we are living in a a gaslit and this this is the reason why bubble she's the gaslighter in chief is because Rishi Sunak doesn't actually defend himself. Rishi Sunak just goes out and repeats the same catchphrases and the same, like, you know... I'm making a difference. I'm making a difference. I'm making a difference. The, the slogans that the marketing department have given him and programmed into his tiny little robot head, and then they, they send him out, and he just does what he needs to do, like a rumba. But... He, he's basically a film star selling a film. That's what he's doing. He's there to... Watch his bank balance slowly trickle towards the one billion. Yeah. That's what he's there yeah. for. Suella Braverman, Jeremy Hunt, and I don't know, who else is there? 30p Lee? 30p Lee. They're all, yeah. They're of, all uh, of... a feather. They're all, what are they? They're, they're like they're the they're the ones which are actually pulling the strings in the country right now. Rishi's just giving out the the sound bites. Yeah, he's 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 trying to sell the dream and he's failing miserably. And then you look so, across the aisle, and you've got Keir Starmer and her his front bench, and they're all they're all just trying to like catch on to the tail end of the, the conversation so they can drag it towards them. Oh, it's gone really dark, Phil. It really has. I know, and I thought we were having so much fun and now it's all gone dark. Let's 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 um let's yeah, let's um hang on. Andrew. Fill it. Now let's play let's let's have a jingle and we'll come back to it. Hi there, we'd really like to hear from you. And as such, we've been idiots and set up a WhatsApp account for you to listen to. If you'd like to get in touch, leave us a message, or even just speak to us and say hi if you love us, the number is 07990863564 on WhatsApp. Message us and uh, get back to us that number is 07 
9908635644. Definitely promise you it's not a sex line. There we go, that's our WhatsApp chat. Uh sorry fellas, we and 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 lady fellows, we got a bit dark there and a bit serious. Andrew, do something do something funny on microphone for me. Um what if I give it a big old hello? Cliff Richard. Yeah, do Clyde, do my favourite monkey. <laughs> Did a fart, Phil. Did a fart. So <laughs> He did do a fart. I can smell it from here. Um, Suella uh, Bradman, basically, there is a story. She was giving her speech. It was basically, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go down the Gallica, Gary Lineker route here, but it was akin to some politicians that were in Germany, mid thirties to late forties. Right at this point, I, I think we can go Suella Bradman tick, um, because that's what she is—a ginormous parasite. Um, yeah. We can go to Rishi Sunak, tick, because uh, that's also what he is, ginormous parasite. He's sitting there and counting down towards a billion, but it's fine. Everything's good with the world. Um, so we can move on now, I think, to uh, the 15-minute cities. 15, uh, I would like to cover one thing about Suella Bradman, then we'll come to the 15-minute cities. It's Andrew Boff. You told me about before we started pressing record, is it? Andrew Boff. This man... Bear in mind, I didn't realise until I did a bit of re- re- reading about him. This is the chap that was escorted out of the party conference, oh, for dr- disagreeing oh, with heckler. some of the things. The heckler, right? Let, I got angry about this. This guy has been a lifelong Tory. I didn't realise he was a London Assembly member. Yeah, uh, fairly prominent, and um, he was a formal leader of the Tories in City Hall. Yeah. Like he's, he's well known. And all he did, she was giving a, and I won't sugar, homophobic, transphobic rant. Transphobia has become a bit of a thing of the whole um, conference. It really is. But she and, brought it to the prominent front of the stage, unveiled the, you know, the new COVID banner of, yeah. um, you know, all, all men have a penis. Um, and all he said quietly mind he under his breath shout, under his breath barely under his, and also why were the cameras on him i don't I think i think this was set up he was being quite strong armed out he was being quite like heavily strong armed out he is an older guy he's a member of the lgbt community and within seconds seconds of him going no that's not right not shouting just quietly talking to himself and those around him i don't agree with this you know there is no such thing as this for goons and i'll use that word goons because actually people with a fucking brain wouldn't have escorted them out of the building the way they did bearing in mind who's on the fucking stage a fucking nazi he disagrees and he gets escorted out to be continued philip yes this story isn't done there's more to this i think there's more to this Yes, it's, it's, it's me, Andy James Chamberlain. I'm on the floor at the Tory party conference here in Manchester. And um, I can tell you it's all kicking off. We're, uh, we're just about to go onto the main um, thoroughfare and we've seen a merch stand. And um, let me tell you, some of the merchandise offerings that they have got are, well, they're quite sensational. So we're just going to go over and speak to uh, Leopold McDougall IV, the proprietor of 
ToryMerch.com and we're going to see exactly what he's got and what his thoughts on the whole of the party are at this moment in time. Hello, Leopold. Hello there. How are you doing? Yes, not too bad. Thank you. How are you finding the Tory conference so far? Deeply arousing. Well, that's interesting to, uh, to hear. To... <laughs> yes. Anything, anything of particular arousal for you? I, I shit you not, when I saw 30p Lee, I was rigid. As we have all been at one point or another, so that's... Uh... Well, I, I thought to myself, I must be rigid, because there's a wanker. Yes, yes, uh, a colossal... Sorry, am I allowed to swear on this thing? Sure, uh, we've not been told off for it at all, so... Wonderful. I'm, I'm pretty sure you can say whatever you like. Okay. So, Titty uh, fucking testicles. Interesting. Okay. And uh, what's what's the mood on the shop floor tonight? Deeply dour. I won't. I won't lie. It's deeply dour. It's fucking empty in here. I'll be honest. I've shifted. Fuck all. I, I, ooh, just looking over and seeing some of your merchandise. What what what, what kind of t-shirts have you got in the go right here? Well, I won't lie. The the biggest seller is my uh, my homage to Michael Gove. It's called Gaping for Gold. It's a big seller. I'm gaping for gold. That's an interesting... Uh, oh, it is, yes. Interesting graphic on the pocket there. Um, it is. It took me a long time and a, and a telephoto lens to get that, I can tell you. That's yours? Wow. No, that's Michael Gold's. Oh! Crikey, that must be a very big telescopic lens you've got going on there. Hey, what's, what's this other one? This um, Suella one. Suella makes me sweller. Yes. Suella makes me sweller. Me sweller. Yes. Okay. Aye. Quite, quite tight. I think it was just a bit of a, a, a bit of a cheeky nod to the fact that we all get a semi on when we see Suella. That's. I. I mean, I know. I do. So. Wow. There's nothing like a fascist, per, a fascist Buddhist to make me rigid. This this is a good point. I mean, fascist and Buddhist do do very as well. we all know those two things do, do go hand in hand. So what? There's there's one there for for Rishi as well. I can't quite read it. What does that say? Oh yes, I don't think we'll be selling these much longer. It says, "I want Rishi's Sunakas." You want. Rishi's two knackers. And I'll tell you what, there's quite a few Tories here that wouldn't mind seeing his knackers on a ball. That's that's an interesting wordplay. I'm I'm very much I know we're, 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 I'll, I'll be honest, there's not much to do where I come from. That's what I do. Um interesting and and would you say it's true that uh Braveman's goose 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 stepped off of the stage to the sounds of Wagner, uh, to, to join, in fact, the Wagner group. Uh, I, yes, um, I would say it was a beautiful sight to behold. Her buttocks were that tight, they were squeaking. Did she have those big parachute hip uh, things, that those uh, Gestapo... The jobbers. Yes, those ones, yes. I, yes, she wore them behind the podium. Were, were, the, were the boots quite, like... High, knee, knee, knee high, so? Uh, high, high, and the clap like a motherfucker, I can tell you. 
quite quite a tight bun. Oh, the... honestly, they could crack nuts. Interesting. Right. Suddenly, suddenly, I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, I, I don't know if it's just the surroundings that I'm just picking up on a feeling here, but school fascism sounds like it could be quite fun. Oh, well, I wouldn't say fun, fucking hell, but it's certainly profitable. Okay, well, there you go. I mean, that's if you like your money, then you like... That's where you get your fun, isn't it? That is, it is, yes, I. And uh, can you tell me, tell me, uh, Leopold, um, has the lettuce attended this year uh, if uh, Liz Truss is kicking around? I don't know about lettuce, but there's a few fucking vegetables in here, I can tell you. I've noticed that some of these people could be kissing cousins. Um, uh, I, I'll be honest, there's a lot of natural swimmers here, I'll say that. Yes, yeah, there's uh, 46 and 2. It's an interesting state of affairs. Um, anyway, Leopold, I'm going to leave you to it because I can see that you've got a little queue. Uh, uh... We've got a queue forming. I think Michael Gould has just come out the toilet, and I won't lie, there's white powder fountaining everywhere, and they're gaping for gold. Golds are going to go off the shelves. Great. Well, you have a great rest of your conference, Leopold, and uh, I will be over here checking out spyware.com. I'm not interested in uh, T-shirts, but I definitely like the idea of protecting myself against spy. Oh, it's Chinese-made. Interesting. <laughs> Welcome back to the studio. That was uh, that was a little recording from our uh, time on the floor at the Tory Party conference. He sounds like a peach. He sounds like an interesting man. He was a very very nice moustache. <laughs> Almost like like Mario or Bushier or it was it was. It had the character of Mario, um, but the shape of um, uh, a kind of retired army colonel. Oh well, yeah, it sounds like sounds like a nice guy. May may his profits be fruitful. Yes, very strange though. Um, he was bold, yet had a perfect comb over um, that kind of rested almost lazily, slovenly on one eyebrow. Um, and then I swear, when he was looking at me, he was staring directly through my soul. That, that sounds like it was an interesting day. I, I just had a Costa. Wonderful, wonderful. They won't be allowing you to have that soon. These immigrants coming over here, stealing our coffee shops. <laughs> it's not I have to ask, all these, all these kind of Neanderthals, they don't listen because they don't know what a fucking computer is or anything. Um... If you're worried about immigrants that don't speak English coming over in here and stealing your job on day one, how shit are you in the first place at your job? If you're worried about someone who's clung onto a dinghy for three weeks, crossing the the, 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 um, the British Channel, and you expect them to dip straight into your job, how shit are you? It's like, Darren, wind your neck in, mate. You put toilet rolls out in Asda. <laughs> and I would say that is a very essential job. Yeah. I think nobody's really after it. No. Nobody's nobody's fishing for that dream job of putting toilet rolls out on the shelves at Asda. So I no. think, mate... You're safe. You're safe. Yes, oh, you're fine. I feel really silly tonight. You feel I, really I, silly? Yeah, I feel silly and mischievous. I've had a Take weird bra off. Week. Very weird week at work. It's been very kind of like intense. 
and I've been very kind of buttoned up and like quiet and sat at my desk and I've got home and I'm, I'm just being a silly goose. I, I went once and just, this afternoon and just screamed into a library. Oh, primal, ski, primal screen therapy in libraries is very de rigueur. I like it. It's very... Uh, it, it, well, it was, yeah. I just... I mean, though, it caused a lot of panic. I mean, in, in retrospect, I should, probably shouldn't have shouted al Akbar, but... Um, but but yeah, it's, fine. it's also good to hear that you're keeping up with your uh, Duolingo um, lessons. Yeah, it is, yeah. So, yeah, you know, I, it was it was a it was a fun day, and I made a middle aged woman in gingham cry. So, oh, I thought you were going to say something completely different. I was going to say the same, but um, <laughs> never mind, never mind. You went in a different direction. <laughs> I think we brought a little bit of levity back, haven't we? We brought a little bit of sunshine back in the room. After I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the glumness of the first half of the podcast because we got we got a bit a bit deep state there. I think I just honestly, I right. All chips on the table, all of my cards out, my tits flapping in the wind. I am they are majestic to the Lord God Himself, and I'm just <laughs> going to prostrate myself on the table and altar of truth, and just tell you that it wasn't an enjoyable week of watching the news. Yes, and the Tory Party conference was obviously a very kind of you know the fat end of the wedge. Um, yeah. of the news and then when you got down towards the thinner end of the wedge it was kind of just doom and gloom left right and center so i'm yes. um I'm, I'm surprised that we haven't done that more in recent episodes but we've had a moment and let's just cling on to this warm slither of sunshine and uh carry on talking about your friend and mine the honorable um seven time elected uh champion of the uh, don't forget winner of Butlin's knobbly knees competition that's the man uh, the only thing he's won Nigel Farage oh wait no he so, lost seven times didn't he he lost seven times he's never yeah. actually never never actually been elected and he's only been in the house of commons on uh, on the tour yeah, yeah that's right yeah okay I mean this is basically this is his last ditch attempt to become a legitimate MP there was a weird Mandela effect thing going on then. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nigel Farage, basically, uh, he's at the party conference. And I saw a video um, that made my soul leave my body, which was pretty Patel and Nigel Farage dancing to, just to music together. It looked like a swinger aunt and uncle who... Oh, didn't it? ...had just come back from a swingers party... And just caught the tail end of your cousin's uh, second wedding. Yeah, yeah. Kind of I'll vibe. tell you. I'll tell you what. The keys may have been in the jar, but the cherries were glacé. I'll tell you that. It was. It was a. Uh, oh my word! It was horrible. Yeah, horrific in all, all the all the possible ways you can think of. Pretty Patel and Nigel Farage rocking out, just dancing. And then, did you see what they uh, they had? Is the band? I don't know if it was tonight or last night, but. Um, is if there wasn't enough reasons in the world to hate Top Loader, now no. you're on top of the very smug um, Battenberg cake, and uh, they played the Tory Party conference in Manchester as the closing musical act of the conference. Top Loader, Top Loader. To be fair, they played a local festival near me, so they must be desperate. 
Yeah, I think I think they're very desperate because it, it. What do they have? Three hits. I mean, have they? Can they count to three? Well, they did dancing in the moonlight, and as far as I'm concerned, that's when it all ended. Um, dance that. I'm sure there's more. But yes, there was something truly ghoulish about my Nigel Farage. One, I was thinking, the fuck is Nigel Farage doing at the party conference? Then when you start looking into it, you know, Rishi Sunak's been asked about it quite openly. And they, he's openly saying they're not discounting Nigel Farage joining the Tory party. They've already got, they've already got most of the UKIP uh, backline and and the Brexit party like in the team now, so yeah. why not? You know, there's no there's there's nothing for them to lose at all by doing it. If they if they just like let them in fully, maybe they'll actually have a chance of getting some of those averages up so they can win the next election. They're going to have to work pretty hard. I won't lie. Barrage is just a. I mean, he makes Michael Gove look like a real boy. <laughs> I'm not a puppet. I'm a real boy, father. See, it's a bit. It's just. It's you. I mean, we were talking about this. We were gonna. We were gonna freewheel a lot more about you know more more current events and you know silly culture things and films and cartoons and toys and comic books. And, and I think I think there's another stream of podcasting in that. I don't think this is the podcast for it. But um, um, there's so much at the moment within the world of politics. Both sides of the of the of the Atlantic as well, and it's just it's honestly just oh Trump is having a shocker, totally losing his mind, and now there's a good chance they're going to try and run to make him Speaker of the House, which is just I mean like I mean he's gone. Is is McCarthy gone? McCarthy's gone. So he's uh, been removed. He's been ousted. He's the first Speaker in the history of um, America. Um, to have been ousted by his own party. By his uh, own party, wasn't it? Yeah. In session. And in session. I, I'll be honest, I didn't follow that story. I was enjoying Trump too much. but So they, they actually removed him in session? In session, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, so he, obviously, the, the, the House of, um, was it the House of Representatives? Speaker of the House, yeah. Yeah. House of Representatives. Um, the... You've got the House of Representatives, Congress, and then the White House. Yeah. And currently, the Democrats run the Congress and they run um, the White House, but they don't run the House of Reps um, no. because uh, they didn't get enough of a sway um, in the in the last election. So no. that's run by the Republicans, and obviously they've got the deciding vote. And I think it's like one person, like it's a one-person majority. Yeah. Um, so even uh, even um, Kamala um, can't break a tie break um, being called in if there is a tie break. I mean, like very rare that she's going to get called in for anything like that, yeah. unless it's some sort of you know cross party agreement. Yeah. So um, the Republicans have ousted their own speaker running the yeah. house that they run, um, but it's the Democrats' fault because reasons yeah what those reasons are have yet to be determined by the council of lying bastards um it's a it's it's an interesting and clever name they've got because they're a council of 
lying bastards. Yeah. So I quite of the like, worst order. I quite like what they what they've done with the name of it. It's very um, it's very in to just be so bold and in your face like that. Yes. Um, but I mean, so they, they, they're going to make a move to get Trump in. It'll fail. Well, currently um, he can't be the House Speaker because anyone who's running. um uh been proven uh, sorry anyone who has got an indictment that could lead to imprisonment over two years is exempt from running for the Speaker of the House. But that's a House rule. It's not one of the like you know. Not in the constitution. It's... Exactly. So a house rule can be voted on and the simple majority can then change the rules of the house. And I think that's what they're going to try and do. Kind of overestimating the fact that they need all of the members of the house to actually go with it. Yeah, I mean, that means 100% of the Republican representatives in that house have to go, yeah, let's do it. If just one person says no, then... And I don't think they've got the power to... I don't think they've got the numbers to do it. Yeah. But um, So Trump's been in court. But he... it's also... It's also, it's also, sorry to interrupt. It's also a barometer of the situation. So, if they if they put the motion forwards and they're expecting everybody to say yes, and then say twenty people say no, that's twenty oh, no. very brave people in the Republican Party who have just put their heads above the parapet, and you know are preparing for the. Ooh, do you think this is the loyalty test? Yeah, it's a very, a very weird loyalty test, and it it could be the straw that breaks the back of the new incarnation of this the reps you know because if the good old-fashioned old-fashioned conservatives come forward and say absolutely fucking not then then we could we could see that kind of mental yeah. it's interesting it's an interesting time so basically yeah it's it's been a weird week over the pond donald trump lost his shit out in court and then shit himself in court um, and has lost his New York business license. He needs the speakership. So yeah. Leverage it because he will then be third in line for the presidency. And he's got all the people on his side who have got all the guns. And yeah. if he's third in line for the presidency, should anything happen to Joe Biden, then obviously Kamala Harris will step forward and be um sworn in as the president um and she will then be president until the elections um yeah. and if it's after the election she will then do obviously the 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 term of four years that biden yeah. would have done should have should should he be incapacitated in any way shape or form or but if she's peak. incapacitated in any way shape or form then it automatically goes down the line of succession which would be the ha- speaker of the house which is Potentially Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, so it's it's. I, I don't think I don't think they'll have the numbers. I don't think they'll have the numbers either. But it is a worry. I didn't think that twenty odd thousand people would storm um, the the storm storm the house. No. And so well, we'll see. I mean, I, Donald Trump is in a lot of trouble, whichever way you paint it. He's in a lot. Of, there's no way he's in a lot of trouble. And actually, if this court case is successful. I've been reading about this. And he has put everything, everything that is his, everything, property, is in the name of the company. Mm. So Mar-a-Lago isn't owned by Donald Trump. Owned by the Trump Corporation. Yes. 
which he they're now said, trying to put into receivership. He also said this week that um, that uh, Mar-a-Lago, which has been um, uh, appraised by the, the local tax registry, uh, I think 18 to 32 million yeah. um, for the entire estate. Um, yeah. And that's what they have to then put on the, 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 the tax papers that, you know, we are exempt for taxes against property worth X amount. And yeah. uh, Trump is saying that the property is worth 1.5 billion by yeah. his estimation, because that's what he feels he can get if he was to sell it to the Saudis, um, yeah. who obviously are not interested in buying it anymore because the toilets have been cleaned, the showers have been cleaned, the stage has been cleaned, the basement's been cleaned, and all of the papers that they were interested in that came are gone. Are gone. Um, yeah. He, but, basically, this this book has made himself homeless. But but this is the thing. He's arguing that the property is worth 1.5 million, uh, 1.5 billion. Sorry. Um, which is which is great because you know, yes. On one hand, that does leverage against his argument that he hasn't overinflated the uh, cost of the properties because the cost of the properties are only worth what somebody is willing to pay for them. Yeah, and no one's willing to pay it. But but the Saudis might because you know he has that relationship with them. Yeah. Here's the other does thing. He? Here's the <laughs> other thing. On the other hand. You could, as the judge, say, okay, so your property is worth 1.3 billion. I agree with you, which means that the appraisers for the tax office were incorrect. So let's just change what the appraisal of the tax is against a 1.3 billion dollar property. And and that's what you've got to pay. It's significantly more than what you've been paying. So we'll just take that. And we'll backdate it on top of the 250 million he's already been ordered to pay. Exactly. Um, and and he hasn't. He has, the man will own nothing. He won't even own the suits on his back. He's he's fucked. Whatever way you look at it, but one's slightly funnier than the other. Yeah, I mean, Milani must be spitting fucking teeth. I mean, has anyone seen her for the last six months? I, I well, I can tell you who hasn't. Donald Trump. <laughs> it's it's. It, I mean. There's, there is a certain finality of what is happening over in America right now, and it's going to end in one of, you know, a very small list of ways. And yeah. one of those ways, unfortunately, without putting too much of a sugar coat on it, worst case scenario is Civil War Part 2. Yes. And that yeah, is the a... The country will tear itself apart. A genuine, it's going to turn into the purge. Um. I don't yeah. know if you've seen the most recent purge, but it's actually a fantastic analogy of of the state of America. Is that the forever the forever purge? That one. Yes, the forever purge. It's on my watch list. I haven't watched it's it yet. Really, really, really good. It's it's an incredibly clever, well thought out um, movie. Forget the fact that it's a horror. Forget the fact that it's a thriller or an action movie. It's just a brilliant political um, analysis from yeah. beginning. And it's wonderful. I mean, who'd have thought those things like that and um, American Horror Story cult, yeah, you know, would have been would have been foretelling. We live in we live in an era at the moment in time where everyone thinks that everyone is being too clever, and when you actually see something which is genuinely clever, people are kind of disregarding it, and that's why we don't have any like lingering decent forever art right now. It's because. Yeah. You, we're missing it because there's so much things flying past us at you know an alarmingly quick rate that we're 
we're kind of missing the the gems in amongst all of the shit. And yeah. I think in 20 years' time, when they look back on this particular era, they're going to go, Jesus, there was some great art then. But we never noticed it at the time because we were paying attention to all of this other shit. Yeah. And I think my 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 opinion is The purge, the Forever Purge is one of the films that I think we'll look back on and we'll, we'll realise how clever it was and how well, it was... Well, they knew, they knew what they were doing, you know. Yeah, just regarding this being a, a, a quick cash-in, on a popular franchise, but I really don't. I think it's a brilliant analogy for where America is at this exact moment in time. And by the time the credits roll, you're sat there and you're just going, oh, you clever bastards. <laughs> well, there we go. Movie reviews and political uh, political stuff. And a strange Scottish man with a penchant for Michael Goh's arsehole. I tell you what, another thing I'd like to recommend to everyone and to yourself, Phil, if you get a moment to watch it, um, there's there's a Netflix by and large at the moment in time are having a bit of a a bin fire themselves. It's not and, great. Um, they're um they're kind of they're making a few really shitty decisions. But one of the the best decisions they've actually made in amongst all the sea of shit is they've purchased a lot of foreign um uh content. Um, yeah. Specifically, kind of um. West Indies and uh, uh, East Asian um, cinema and, and film, and also okay. um, South Korea, which is just bringing out some absolute corkers. Obviously, the the Squid Games. Um, there's also a thing called Physical One Hundred. Not seen that one. I've looked. Is a they get they get a hundred of the most um, physically capable humans they can from not only Korea but across all of Asia and um europe and america and mm-hmm. they put them against each other in physical challenges um but that kind of test every aspect of physicality and also brains and strategy okay. um, and they've just released this new one called um the devil's plan um which is a version of like physical 100 but it's for mental capacity so they've got I think it's 20 like incredibly intelligent, like Mensa level geniuses from all walks of life, like lawyers, um, molecular scientists. Uh, there's like a, a, a K-pop superstar who, you know, served in the army and has got like a, you know, genius IQ. Um, there's aeronautic uh, engineers. And then he pits them against each other in a series of games. Hmm. And honestly, we've become obsessed with it because it is mind-boggling how difficult these games are. They, they, they're convoluted, complex, layered, and, and absolutely like all over the place in terms of strategy and purpose. And you've got all of these immense-level geniuses all battling against each other, just using their brains to try and outwit, form alliances. And it's, it's like politics in action. Okay. Wonderful wonderful tv on netflix right now devil's plan i recommend it to everyone i mean if you want something a little less cerebral you could always watch matt hancock uh have the shit kicked out of him in celebrity sas we haven't we haven't subjected ourselves to it yeah watch it watch it they tear him a new one i yeah i just it's difficult watching the rehabilitation of matt hancock play out on television Oh, I don't know about rehabilitation. I know he got forty five thousand pounds. He got paid for it, but 
alongside what he got paid for for I'm a celebrity. It's just yeah. it's just very strange watching people kind of give him the benefit of the doubt now. Um, it's a bit you know when Sean Spicer over in the America was yeah. fired as the um, like press. Um, well, he left as the press uh, yeah, correspondent did. for the White House, and then all of a sudden he was on Dancing with the Stars. It leaves a funny taste in your mouth. It does, and with Matt Hancock, it leaves a particularly funny taste. Yeah, um, but I, I, I mean, I have a watch of some of the clips. They don't, they don't yeah. let them off the hook. We're definitely going to jump into it because I do want to see them uh, go at him like pit bulls. But it's when he pulls out the, I'm just a dude in love. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, they don't, they don't let him get away with that. Yeah, this, I mean, you, you know, you know what they're like. They're brutal. This so. is the thing, like for all intents and purposes, like trying to have a laugh and trying to have a giggle about this kind of stuff. And I think, by and large, we've done a really good job of doing that. However, when you start getting into it, you do have to then start getting down to the the dirty, you know, gnarled, meaty bones of the matter. And actually, these are people that have direct effect on our lives, fucking us over. And it's hard. It's hard to repeatedly turn on the news and just see how hard it is for for everyone because it really yeah. reminds you of like how much of a battle you're putting in and even if you think you're pretty much you know a decent handle on things everybody from the top to the bottom at the moment is feeling the pinch in one way or the other yeah yeah nobody can say that they're having a a coast along at the moment even even rishi's mates you know are pulling out every stop they can to try and manipulate the situation to better themselves because even I mean, even, even rishi and his wife are actually having to, to start shopping at harrod's basics I mean, it's a terrible state of affairs, mate. The, yeah. the the mangoes on the basics menu, they're they're mushy. But when you go to like the Harrods Premium, they've got a bit more firmness to them. Yeah, it's, yeah. you wouldn't understand the struggle. Yeah, I, no, we wouldn't. It's a different world, isn't it? I mean, I I like a mushy mango, but there we go. Do you know who else likes a mushy mango? Who's that? Andy Crane. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go full circle andy crane's disappointing mango right so just to sum up oh, is this, this has been a heavier one this week it's been a heavy one we've gone we've gone to some like dark places but we also kind of like covered things you know um we weren't expecting to so no this has been a weird week there's been a lot of nonsense watch the news have a read and explore for you. make your own mind up there is a lot of bullshit you guys need to filter through to make sense of this however next week we will go back to talking about wanking over carol vorderman yeah when i say that i don't mean the two of us standing over carol vorderman masturbating unless i mean just unless, unless she's up for it unless um carol in which case please get in touch with this because you are on my list of five i won't <laughs> is, is she one of your celebrity hall passes i've had to put her on mate since episode three i've had to put her on the list can we? I'm going to reach. I'm going to reach out to her and see if she'll come on as the interviewer. I, I'm going to reach out and and masturbate. No, no, this dark, horrible state of affairs, mate. Oh, you're an awful, awful boy. <laughs> Are you we, telling me you've never you've never had one off the wrist to Carol Vorderman? I have never had one off the wrist to Carol Vorderman. <laughs> <laughs> Two one from the top and two from the bottom. Yes. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna contact her and see if she'll come on the podcast. Um, I would love that. Uh, and when I say come on the podcast, I mean be a guest, not actually 
orgasm on the I, podcast. I, Although, I, again, I, Carol, I, if you're I, up for it, I'm we'll do it as a very separate. I'm, no, I'm never going to close the door on that suggestion because, <laughs> you know, again, she's on my list of five. And if she wants to come on the podcast and she wants to come on the podcast, then we'll, I'm we'll get a dynamic mic. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, Andrew. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's either that or we get Rachel Riley and she's probably pregnant again. She's become the Davina McCall of this generation. Really? When I is that? Yeah, she's permanent. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, anyway. You're right. just, 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 just to jump back, do you remember watching Big Brother's Little Brother? Big Brother yeah. on a Friday evening? Davina McCall, doesn't matter what series it was, series three through ten, she was always pregnant. Is it just like one baby? Did the baby come out a teenager? I mean... Or gas, one of the two things. Oh, Rachel Riley, really big say. shit that needs to happen. Doesn't matter. Right. What of, of 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 eight out of ten cats does countdown is on. Turn it on, and that lady is pregnant all the time. Either that, or she's just wearing very ill-fitting dresses. She needs to go to Etams, not Evans. Um, quickly, let's um, give our socials and and say Tara. Yes. So we- where are you, Andrew? I am currently sat on my lounge. Oh, we haven't got... No, 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 no. <laughs> you can find Where me are you in the social media world? On uh, Twitter and Instagram and uh, basically anywhere where there's an at sign as at Sarian Lives, S-A-R-I-N-L-I-V-E-S or at Words From Andy, Andy with an I. Um, I'm at Geek Therefore um, on twitter and we will call it twitter uh a bit beard him it bloke face and you'll find us on paracetamol headache on all the majors um join us we've got the whatsapp as you've heard messages send us pictures deeply erotic ones or just funny things you've seen and we'll start using it on the on the podcast also we've we've discovered we've we've met a new friend who's now um producing some awesome little recaps and teasers if you've been on any of our social media, especially TikTok or Instagram, um, you would have seen our uh, little teasers that have been coming out. And they are, they're wonderful. They're brilliant little edits and um, huge, huge amount of thanks to uh, Mr. DeBlanca. Mr. DeBlanca. And anyway, we've got to go. Parasite Team Headache. We love you guys. You sexy, sexy people. Yeah. If you're going to watch the news, wear a parachute. I love you. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>